0: and welcome to business line podcasts many big marquee companies have announced a series of layoffs even as the labor market uncertainty sets up an atmosphere of gloom now may be a good time to destigmatize layoffs many a times companies lay off people due to business restructuring reasons more than on the grounds of performance still employees experience shame while being let go setting the right tone for layoffs can help people adopt a more optimistic attitude while looking for the next job without losing face in this episode kamal karant host of the people at work series discusses the cyclicity of hiring boom and the retrenchment drives with narayan thamaya the chief people officer at axel partners and a certified business coach people at work is a special series from Businessline. each week Kamal, a veteran talent specialist and a co-founder of the staffing solutions firm Xfino, talks to business leaders and experts on the most trending human resource topics. Thank you for tuning in. Over to you, Kamal.
1: for doing this with us today.
2: Thank you, Kamal, for inviting me. It's a great opportunity to share some of my learnings and experience and let's see what we can do in the conversation. Happy to be here.
1: Then, uh, this is uh, in continuation of the column uh, I wrote today on, you know, losses and layoffs, you know, that's what we're hitting around us. But I wanted to start with something, uh, you know, which is uh, unique to you. You are a mountain, mountaineer, if I have to call it that way, and a marathon runner, and you you travel across the world to do that. And in a way, I can say that you have good interest in sports. Do you watch cricket? Uh, and did you watch the T20 World Cup, Tarai?
2: Yes, I did watch uh, until India-Pakistan before I caught on a flight. And I had some very interesting experiences trying to figure out, you know, how do I watch the rest of the match in the US. I had to subscribe for Disney, which was quite expensive. Then I decided not to because you know, it was just one match to watch. So then I said, uh, let me stay away from it. But I did something else, you know, quite interesting. Was to do more running.
1: So it saved some heartburn, you know. So for me, though, I was like, uh, you know, I, I had to watch the india Match and I told myself I will not watch cricket again. So much so that uh, you know I didn't watch 60% of the final at all. I only watched the last uh, maybe half an hour or so. So I was so upset and I was feeling gloomy for almost two, three days. I didn't know why you know, it was that kind of a a thing for me personally. And uh, then I told myself, maybe cricket is a religion in India for that reason itself. And especially I'm very crazy. And I just couldn't get over it. I just couldn't get over it at all. I told myself, I'm so done with cricket, you know, and I wanted to start by asking, you know, uh, what do you why do you think extreme reactions follow when we lose, even though it's meant to be a game of sport, uh, you know, especially, you know, you you being a mountaineer and a runner yourself. So I want you to bring yourself into it. Why do we react so, so extremely for this kind of sport as an event?
2: I wouldn't uh, even just say sports. It's, it's a human nature. Anywhere where passion is, you know, we all expect something. So that's one of the reason I always keep telling uh, to everyone whom I coach that, you know, expectation is the mother of all troubles. Uh, either it could be from a friend, either it could be from a person, either it could be from a sport. Because then you know, you're slowly, you're, you're so strongly associated with something your identity is associated with something that means you know winning and losing is associated with something you know which you like the most hence in that uh, context if you go back and see how well you mend ways you know managing that expectation is extremely important and that's one of the reasons either it's football either it is cricket either it is long distance running sometimes i don't complete my marathon either and i couldn't submit a mountain because you know you expect something of yourself first, and then you know something of the people you know whom you like or love or you know do something. So that's 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 what I attribute for. And you know it, it's the same across the world, and it's human nature.
1: That brings me to what what I wrote. You know, you come from the world of startups. You know, you've been in Axel for the longest time, which is a bellwether VC company. What's your take on recent layoffs? Do you reckon the why of layoff is no brainer, but the organizations need to take, take care of the how because that's what all the reactions are, you know, pointing towards. Your take on the context of layoffs and how we should view it.
2: See, first, let's understand why the layoff. Most importantly, if you go back and see the the way the world works, is the shareholders or the stakeholders of the organizations uh, the belief when things are going fine, is growth at any cost. When things starts to uh, fall apart or when some of the black swan events happen, something what has happened, which started with uh, Russia-Ukraine war and inflation booming, recession in the United States, it's important for us to understand that growth at any cost will largely become retain your customers at any cost, which means you know, the focus completely becomes uh, from growth to sustenance so there is a clear shift in strategy which organization adopt at that point in time hence considering what you've hired for growth you're not anticipating that to happen the how the layoff comes into play when the how the layoff comes into play it is essential to really understand Many a times, what, what largely happens on the how part of it, different organizations have different philosophical understanding. So if you can't put everything in a broad spectrum and clearly say, this is the only way to do it, or this is the only uh, way to identify uh, how it needs to be done. Because like I said, in the uh, in, in, in the conversation, the how part of it is very different. Some founders are quite transparent. Some founders want to do something under the umbrella of the performance and, then, and many different factors. The expectation setting and the losses which the employee go through, the losses which the stakeholders go through, all of that are complemented in this uh, one factor of layoffs or in the business uncertainty when you re- try to retain customer versus
1: growth at any cost. Naran, you just come back from California where much of the action is happening as we are reading on a day-to-day basis game from the layoff point of view. Is it as gloomy as we are reading it? See, we can't say it is as gloomy. as eh? It's business as usual. Let's acknowledge that first.
2: There are many good things in you know, which are happening. Anything which goes up will come down, will further have to go up. You know, It's like eh, eh, that means your investment has to propel much further value and then employees you know, who go through uh, will build in tenacity for their future careers to give an example in 1998 when i was let go in a company and then you know, that built me a lot of confidence and you know to learn more from my ability to deliver more value and you know be part of those organizations scale and growth so I, I still believe we should look at it more positively and you know not uh, in, in any fashion of gloom because these are business uncertainties which come back and for sure in our experiences not one but at least three or four different iterations of these. And every time, you know, when we've come back, we've become, come, back, come back more stronger. So I still say, you know, look at it more positively and how do we re- resurrect back with a lot of resilience and tenacity to make sure that, you know, uh, we become more stronger. That's the way I would look at
1: it. Thanks, Naran. I think you almost uh, answered my next question of what's your own experience of layoff because I once worked in a company where they used to say that we only do welcome breakfasts. We don't do send-offs, so that means when people are going, we don't care. You know, it was almost like that. I always dreaded that. You know, that uh, if this is an open statement, what happens? You know, and I did see that at least because I was overseas those days. So that when somebody resigns, the same day the boss actually accompanies them till the lift, as though it's a mark of respect. But the same day people go. Whereas in India, we are used to transitioning in a particular day. And I remember we sitting in. Uh, our placement assignments where we are, we are allowing the people who are asked to go to come to our office and sit there for a month so that at home there is no face loss you know why is it a kind of a shame rather you know when it comes to layoffs and mm-hmm. now asking you do you think the time has come in India to destigmatize layoffs Because I still think our society finds fault in the person who lost the job. And I'm asking myself, is it even possible to destigmatize layoffs? That is
2: largely the culture context. If you go back and see in in most, I won't say, I won't use the word developed countries, but more mature economies. People use it more openly and say, you know know what, I got laid off in my past company. And then I'm here looking for a job. While in, in India, we still don't have the courage to say. That means, you know, it largely... Uh, undermines uh, or you know, uh, points at our potential because the story we tell and the recommendation we share largely propels, you know, how we communicate. I still believe, you know, compared to what what uh, I started seeing from 1994 to till now, I think that you know, we have come considerably a very long way in establishing more uh, open culture, you know, where we openly talk about, hey, you know what? It was a business reason I got let go and not on performance reasons. Now, I think that that distinction you know, we need to start making quite effectively across the world, not, not go back and say business. Business restructuring can't be a performance conversation. Business restructuring is largely about hey, this role is not required. Setting the right tone for a candidate or or, or a employee who's impacted, so that you know he goes out and you know with the same confidence finds another job is extremely important uh, phenomenon or a scenario which. Most leaders and most Indian organization need to start propel and communicate. Wherever I've, I've had the opportunity to communicate and I've shared the positive messages clearly to the impacted employees saying that, you know, this is not about your ability. It's about the organization's ability not able to hold you or offer you an opportunity so that you can go back outside and find something which you are capable and, you know, deliver much more value. I think this messaging is important. Now, that transition of culture is currently we are seeing and, and more so, in India too, we are there, but I think you know some of our older generation of organizations still follow the philosophy of negativity. And then, like I said, you know this is a two or three generations of communication which we need to go through. Hence, I still believe you know there's a change happening, but we still need to be cognizant of some of the undercurrents you know which the impacted employees go through.
1: Now I get that, Naran. I think clearly we still can't change the society completely because we can understand if a company is shut down per se, you know society positively accept that the company is shut down. But I think if company is still running and you are asked to go, even though you're amongst the 30 or a 40 or a 100, you know, we, we are unable to comprehend that. And, uh, you know, I guess you know, that's a transition that we have to go through as a society. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I have, you know observed, which possibly comes from the world of uh, startups that you come from, the startups are doing something differently compared to the other large traditional companies of India. The Indian startups are possibly, in my view, uh, if for want of a better word, using it the way or doing it the way possibly U.S. does, you know, by announcing it in public, some cases making it a PR exercise. I'm wondering, is it a double-edged sword?
2: Let's look at it more from the transparency and the trust point of view. If I was going to be impacted, and then let's look at it from the impacted employees point of view. Let's look at it, in, like I said, in our context of two things. One is the employer and one is the employee context point. In the, in the employee context point of view, if the organization is making it uh, an, a, a public, open, transparent statement of uh, business restructuring or uh, redu- reduction in workforce, that means the company is acknowledging that, it is. It is done through the necessity of a business problem. It is not an individual problem. So let's acknowledge that. So an employee can go out and communicate for his prospective or future employee uh, employer about you know this was the problem statement and hence I was let. That that is going to propel my ability to go find the next assignment. and and that gives a lot of confidence and trust because you know you cannot. Underline the fact that, you know, in business restructuring, it is not performance you Now from the employer point of view. Now, let's understand something in, a, in an employee of 1000 or 1000 uh, employees where 100 people are let go. There are 900 still inside the organization. They need to be made sure that you know, they need to be assured even a more purpose driven statement, uh, which clearly communicates transparency and builds trust. So that, you know, those 900 are retained back. So hence, in that context, I wouldn't call it as a PR exercise. I would call it as a more transparent uh, opportunity by the organization to go back and really tell the world, hey, you know, we made up, we made a mistake. That's perfectly okay. And hence, you know, we have let go people. And know, please use the opportunity to actually uh, communicate the same story for uh, uh, hiring uh, the 100 people or the 40 people who were let go and the 900 to be retained because it's it's two sets of components. One of the people who are let go and the others, you know, who have retained. It's a communication for both. Because let's acknowledge that, you know, it's not the communication for the employees, you know, who have let go. And also it builds credibility for the 900, you know, who have retained, who have been retained inside the
1: organization. That's a, that's also very important part. Fair enough. So I was just wondering, you know, you can do that on a town hall and why do you need to come and do that on a Twitter or a LinkedIn, you know? So we had to let go of that kind of stuff, you know, so... Why do you need to tell the public? Maybe they're also trying to address uh, the third factor of what reactions could come. So I'm telling you directly, then you'll hearing from somebody else. You know, that's that's what happens when they come and tell.
2: Yeah. And and then let's let's also understand something because, you know, today all of us uh, go on to social media. Today, uh, our visibility into what happens in town hall communication is very restricted to specific set of employees who are part of it. You, you and I, from the social media point of view, will go back and say, uh, okay, Twitter let go uh, X employees or Amazon let go X employees or a uh, meta let go ex-employees. Now that information, and we don't know the names of the employee who were let go. Let's acknowledge that it's because of the privacy issue. But the reason and the story behind why the let go is more important, and those are business reasons, you know, which which is important to gratify and and provide importance to the people who have been impacted, and
1: also the people you who know, who have retained. So that that's an important message. You know, is it time that we uh, have to make peace with layoffs? as as an event would it be too much to say that we have to live with layoffs uh, you know or if i had to ask you directly what should organizations and employees do to make peace with it including us telling somebody that you could be laid off while being hiring i know that's a little extreme but uh, is it time to somewhere in our communication in our uh, processes and how we communicate across uh, and how we live the job that we actually make peace with layoffs?
2: I believe yes, because uh, in, in the world of uncertainty, and let's acknowledge when I start, from, when I say the world of uncertainty, we don't know whether we're going to go back to work tomorrow or not. You know, first is the life uncertainty, complementing to uh, the job uncertainty. So in the world of uncertainty, it is extremely important to be prepared to, to manage the uncertainty which comes our way. Uh, life uncertainty, you can't do anything. Now, one of the reasons you should go back and see in the last probably three, four years, You've seen a lot of uh, advertisements coming on. and you know, have you insured your life? Because you know, that's for life uncertainty, not for yourself, but for others. You you, you can't do anything for uh, the job uncertainty, right? All that you can do is you know, build more capability, become more resilient, and make sure that you know you have the right kind of positive approach to go back and look for a job. So that particular uncertainty part uh, of job is something we'll all have to live with. I'll give you a, I'll give you a very interesting example. This was in 1998. I, I give you an example. When it was laid off, and the, and the next organization which I joined. I was talking to uh, one of my mentors and manager. Even now, he's my mentor. I asked him this problem. He said, Narayan, you know, one important thing you need to understand. We're not in the world of jobs, you know, for life. So, I don't keep my family photographs, nothing on the table. If my manager asks me to uh, leave, i leave within 30 minutes. You know, we should all be prepared uh, to live in that world. So, I, I would recommend every one of us to live in that world because, you know, then... You live in the world of today and making sure that you know, you're creating value for today and then for tomorrow so that you know you can manage for the future so that's the way i would look at it this this is a given era where uncertainty of jobs is given because the skills are changing capabilities are changing business structures are changing what was what was what was needed let's say 10 years back is not needed anymore so that point in time business need to survive because you know they're all for profit
1: hey that was wonderful narayan thanks for uh, you know joining us i know you had a jet lag and you still made it so I'm sure that uh, people who are listening to this or who are going to listen to this will benefit from this conversation. Uh, Thank you once again on behalf of people at work from Business Line. Thank you, Mara. Thank you, Kamal. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you
0: like what you heard, share the link. Check out our site, thehindubusinessline.com and watch our videos on youtube.com backslash thehindubusinessline. That is youtube.com backslash thehindubusinessline. Thank you for tuning in. You'll hear more from us next time.